Straight in, yeah, 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 yeah. Go straight in. Don't even spit on it, just stick it in. Whoa. Oh, mate, poor. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, Please, man, straight in. Don't matter the time of day, does it? Flipping out. Policeman mode. What DIY was you doing? Um, so I was running a uh, an extension from an electrical socket. I think they call it a, a jump jump socket or something like that. Yeah. Not sure on the technical way to to do it. It's my first time doing something like that. And um, I, I kind of ballsed up like when I was taking the old plate off. Um, one of the screws was just fucked. Maybe it was like that when they installed it, but one of the screws was fucked. So when I put the new plate back on, the screw was still fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I struggled with it. Like, it took me longer than what I anticipated. But but I got it done, man, yeah. It's all good. good I've got man, my device plugged in, tested, working right now. It's, and what it is is this one minor little intricate detail, like a, a screw being off, and it can mess the whole thing up, innit? That's what's mad about DIY sometimes. Yeah. You know what? That's that's one thing that I've always found horrible about doing DIY, man. When you get a screw that is like, uh, sometimes they're bent, or sometimes, you know, um, the little bits around the screw that are supposed to catch into the housing. Yeah. And sometimes the, they, you know, there's a problem with them. Like maybe they've gone flat, or you know, and then it just doesn't unscrew, or it doesn't screw in. Um, uh, and it's just problematic. I'm sure builders have their little tricks of the trade and how to sort these things out quickly. But you know, when you're not a pro and you're just having a go, uh, it can be all long, bro. Well, <laughs> nice what little, we got there? Nice little round there. Nice little. And you got there? Yeah. No, all good, man. All good. All good. We're recording. We're going straight in another episode of Beer Rap and Banner at Beer Rap Bants. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit us up. Just two guys shooting the breeze, going back to back. Yeah, yeah, man, it's good, it's good, it's good. Subscribe. Yeah, yeah, don't forget you've got the Play On Podcast, the football podcast as well, every other week, and we're getting you through your week as things start to lift, man. People aren't wearing masks. People are going to all-day festivals and raves and parties, and it's, uh, dare I say, some normality going back in our in our lives. Some kind of normality. Spur socket is what it's called. The, 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 the thing just came to me. It was a spur socket, what I just did. Um, but anyway, yeah, man, normality is slowly coming back. I'm still wearing my mask when I'm out and about, but like you say, a lot of people ain't. So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know about festivals and that just yet, but mm. I did get myself a ticket to the Arsenal game coming up. So looking forward to that. Is that uh, next Sunday, Arsenal-Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, I got off the yeah, I think it's a friendly, right? Pre-season friendly, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got um, offered, so people I know in another group chat were going, but uh, I think it's our first weekend together, just chilling out with the baby, obviously, so I couldn't really disappear and go and watch Arsenal get hammered by by Chelsea. Hey, that's not a given, man. You know, we've got some new signings. Uh, Mill Smith-Rowe's got number 10. I'm sure if he gets a game, he's going to look to... To, to rock his new number and really show people why he's got the number two. I think it's going to be a good game. And mm. we're playing them again in about two weeks in the Premier League. So yeah. this is kind of like a dress rehearsal. I'm sure both teams will be feeling each other out with an eye on the Premier League fixture. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's going to be a good game, man. I'm looking forward to it. Friendlies. You, you, never, you can never read too much into friendlies. But um, hey, listen, it'll be good that you can go and watch it. And um, you're going on your own or you're going with... 
You going with anyone else? Yeah, going with my boy Mike, my long-time uh, Arsenal game comrade. Um, we used to hit the uh, Arsenal reserve games back in the day. Nice. And we hit this one as well. Um, Hopefully the weather's good for you, man. Hopefully you get the weather like we had the past week, the sunny weather. Ah, uh, I don't really care, man. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's always going to be a good experience going to the Emirates, man. It doesn't matter. Come rain, come shine, come snow. It's always going to be a good time. I'm just ready to go. Don't know. And once again, it is your boys back again. Man like the Dalai Lama and your boy Desmond Tutu with another <laughs> episode of religious fundamentalism going in. Who's, those isms and the schisms. Who's the Dalai Lama then? And, and who's, who did you ever say? You say Desmond Tutu. Tutu. Who's Desmond Tutu? That's what he said. That's what I say with a football draw. If it, yeah, on he's this like, he, I don't know if he still is, but he was like an archbishop, wasn't he? Or like yeah, I think he's still about. He's still putting in that work. Still putting yeah, in that yeah. holy work. Yeah, the man did a did a video the other day. They, they put out, you know what I mean? So Dalai Lama got a mixtape out. Well, what a video they, like they a, a video <laughs> featuring the Desmond Tutu. I'm like, is that what he's gonna do? Yeah. Well, like a GRM Daily mixtape madness. They, uh, they was doing like some uh, <laughs> BRB kind of back to back with the Brants. Over video link kind of thing. Yeah, it was dope, man. It's it's nice to see the old boys still have, you know, the will and 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 the spirit to kind of have a laugh and have some banter and to be honest, I didn't know their relationship was that close like that, man. So it was nice watching it. It's needed. No, I'd have to check that out. It's it's needed. And whatever your whatever your religion, whatever your ism, schism, just get on with uh Hopefully. BRB. Yeah, with the podcastism. Wholesome things. Talking about wholesome right now, I'm pouring. Oh, to hear it on the mic. Do you know we ain't been drinking? I mean, I don't know if you are drinking, but we've not had a beer in a while, and um, I'm not drinking at the minute. I've sort of stuck stuck myself in the room here, and uh, I ran downstairs to help out the missus and the baby, and I've shown some of the Olympics because it's the Olympics, isn't it? So I've shown her some footage, and uh, I've not had a drink. But what are you pouring? Sorry, what are you pouring? Uh, just. So got me uh, a teapot and I'm having some loose leaf green tea. You love your green tea, innit? That's all you've been drinking. Yeah, man. It's good for you. It's good for you. Shout, I was showing... out, shout out to Tea Pigs. Um, that's a, a UK distributor of this green tea, which is supposed to be like, yo, the packaging. I was really impressed with the way they put the packaging together and everything. It's, they said it's compostable, so the um, the packaging is 100% biodegradable. Wow. Uh, the, the, the leaf sleeves are actually stored in, in what looks like a plastic bag, right, inside like a paper-based uh, or card-based packaging. But they say it's not plastic. It's made from like a type of wood and it's going to be compostable. Like you can actually recycle it. So I'm just like, I'm quite impressed with the way that they're, they're making an effort to put forward a sustainable product that is organic and healthy. So shout out to Tea Pigs. And that's what I'm on right now. Yeah. Let me take a sip of this. To hit us up with the sponsors. Maybe it's about time we try to holler some sponsors. We've been doing this for a long time. This 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 free. Just give it giving you the the free the freeness, the realness. It is the realness. Ah. Group hit, home. Hit us up. Was it yeah, yeah, group home. Love a bit of DJ Premier Group Home. Um is it taste nice? It just tastes like green tea. I'm looking at it. Man picked it up and then it was just like, yeah, it just has like green tea. Uh, do you know what? I've I've been having more tea, not to go on an old man boring one, but because I've been going dentist a lot last few weeks, I'm conscious of just drinking too much tea and coffee and um, staining my teeth. So I've been drinking some more herbal tea, should we say. But I went to the dentist the other day in sort of your old ends 
and um Wildens? Elstone. Okay. My my dentist is still there, so I had like I had a two hours sitting in the dentist chair. Mum was drilling. What the one on the high street? Uh no, this is the one by I can't even by Fairlock Road by the church, Doctor Haffey. Okay. So I think I even know that one. Yeah, NHS. Anyway, a lot of a lot of drilling, a lot of drilling and filling. Oh, I was thinking Haylock Road, Fairlock Road, like sort of uh, just up the road from the station where when you go. Down the back side, mm, of this, mm, the, the mm. W15 side of the station. Pause yeah, we, we're we're getting real, we're getting real East Enderish there with the, with the references. I don't even <laughs> can relate, but people look after your teeth because sitting in a dentist chair for he was drilling down one of my, he was drilling down on a tooth and that noise of that. Yeah, man. Like a scene from Hostel or Saw. Is that scary? Do you get like scared of the dentist or anything like that? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I've always had good dentists, and they numb. The injection when they numb your mouth and um they go to work to be honest i said can i listen to uh can i put my earphones in and listen can i listen to, to some drill music while you drill out my gum <laughs> <laughs> get me in the mood oh no that would be the worst <laughs> thing to listen to <laughs> drillers uh what was i gonna say yeah basically i don't mind just the noise is a bit bit much you know where they're just because they're, they're chipping away at the tooth to, to make it shorter that's what he was doing uh but I think if you just close your eyes, it's like white noise. And in a while, you just sort of zone out and start thinking about something else. Luckily, I've never had a bad experience with a dentist. It's good to go. We've got to keep it healthy, man. Um, I went for a checkup not too long ago, uh, maybe a month, six weeks ago now. Um, I spoke to them about getting braces. I've always wanted to do it for a long time now. But just the, the fees, man. Like you can do these bootleg methods now, getting like <laughs> liners and stuff. But put paper clips in your mouth and but shit. But the proper way to do it is, you know, you gotta go and get a proper set, man. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta get the motor mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, your it teeth are fine, aren't they? Geez. You don't need the, the braces, do you? Oh, my teeth are fucked, man. Yeah. I was talking to Andrew about getting dentures, not us, but you know, in America, like a lot of people have dentures because I didn't understand what it means. But they're like a cap that you put in your mouth, isn't it, over your teeth, dentures. Like that's why everyone's got such nice white teeth. Maybe maybe looking to really that. I don't know instead. about dentures, to be honest. With that you. might even yeah. be a cheaper. That might even be an alternative. Get dentures as opposed to braces, but. Might have to Google that. Mm, 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 mm. Dentists definitely didn't suggest that, so that's off the radar for me. Yeah, well, look after your teeth, lads. Look after your teeth, listeners, and you know. MOT for the service. We're all about that health and wealth. The so green team teeth. Um, we're gonna kickstart. Well, oh, you, got, you, you got your phone close to the mic, bro. I did, but I put it on airplane mode. So I'm looking at my notes. Sorry, I'm going to move it away. I'm going to move it away. What do you want to kickstart on? What's been going on? You been watching any of the Olympics yet? Um, it's the opening ceremony the other I, day. I've watched Naomi light the torch. I thought that was so dope. I really like Naomi Osaka, man. I think she's a cool character. Yeah, and she's a real she's, good. She's taking a bit of stick. Sometimes the black community is a bit funny, man. Like I remember how. They reacted to Tiger Woods when he kind of denounced his black side, um, and they kind of reacted to her in the same way. But like, coming, she's Japanese, man. She ain't like African American or like Nigerian. She's like, she's Japanese, isn't it? So give her a break, man. I ain't got no problem with that. I think she's dope, and I like the way when she lit the torch, she kind of did like a little flick of her braids. I was like, yeah, that's that black girl shit. <laughs> she's paying, paying homage. Flick the braids. Yeah, it'd be good. Well, she was in the news. She was in the news about not wanting to speak to the media, uh, refusing to speak to the media at a tennis major event because she said it affected her mental health. And then rather 
rather than support her, the PGA fined her for every day that she didn't play, uh, didn't talk to him. So she just said, all right, safe, I'm not, I'm not going to compete. So she's a real advocate for mental health. She's a real, she, I, I like her. I've not really seen her tennis too much. I know she's going out, she was going out with that rapper, that uh, Corday. He's pretty good, um, which is an interesting pairing. But yeah, man, anything to raise awareness. Never big up her. Was he got yeah. yeah, he's got bars. Yeah, you'd like him, man. He's got bars. He's one of the new generation, but he's definitely got bars. New generation, but he can really rap, though. I kind of wanted to... Uh, segue into the double XL freshman, but we're still talking Olympics, so we kind of got to stay in that lane, man. Mm. Oh, we can we can dip our toe. Well, that's a perfect segue. That's like the baton. I'm passing you the baton. I watched the dub. I watched the double XL freshman freestyles, and I can say that is ten minutes of my life I'll never get back. They oh, was dear. They were, it was rubbish, man. It was, so, and this is a, a testament to sort of how old I am. I'm not listening to that type of music, but you remember we did a double XL freshman review years ago when we were talking about Absol, Action, Bronson. Mm, and, that was uh, a sick one. I don't even know what yeah. class that was. That, that must have been years ago. I think that was maybe <laughs> 13 or 14, because what I did is, so I know you're going to talk about IXL, but... So I I seen it all in the timeline, I think, I think and I went on. Rocky was in that class as well. Possibly, possibly. I know there was one with like little Uzi Vert. Anyway, so over the years, it's just got worse and worse and worse because the level of rappers and the level of what is deemed as popular in American hip hop and double XL is mainly these guys that sing rap with like their little blonde dreads and face tattoos and 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 girls who just twerk and 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 you know just chat just chat about whatever that don't relate to me there was one rapper female rapper she's she, she stopped rapping and just started twerking halfway through the verse i was like what is this i mean i'm not disappointed <laughs> uh, but she looked about she was young though man she was young but i, I thought that ex- <laughs> yeah i know you'd be like yeah she's got the best verse <laughs> that was hard that's the, oh, that's the hardest pull verse it, pull it pull it reload it reload it <laughs> anyway i was i was disappointed with excel and i thought the amount of rappers coming through there's so many sick rappers with lyrics and it used to be about lyrics, you know, it used to be about bars. Um, all right, you have, you, you got the yin and the yang, you know, you've got your, your ignorant, your sing-along, your melodies, your, your, your girls who rapping about sex and money, da, 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 da. but then you had your bars and I, that, I didn't see that this time. So maybe, I don't know, am I right or am I wrong? You're right and you're wrong, but you're generally right. Like there was this one guy called Ian Dior and I was like, man, this is exactly what I personally don't like about the new generation in it. Like his his type of vibe there. Um and then there was um, you know, like the females that weren't really they didn't really seem to have much substance. Like you're not talking about like a rhapsody type of rhymer or, you know, like a lioness, like someone that's actually coming and spitting bars. Um, it was like you say, man, just kind of like clout chasing and talking about you know, when I pull up in the club, you know, that kind of, I'm going to take your man, like them kind of mm. rhymes where you're just like, all right, well, what, you know, well, give me something interesting. But there was one or two, man. There was one guy called Blast. He spells it with an X, B-L-X-S-T. He was dope, man. And um, there was another guy, Maury. Um, and I think there was one more. I think it might be 2C. But there was like, so along with the ciphers, and then their little freestyles. Um, they were also uh, some little videos where they asked them to talk about, 
you know, what artists have inspired you, what's your favourite albums, who's your top five. And so I watched all of that shit. I was just like, you know me, I'm just playing FIFA and then I had that shit on in the background. And um, yeah, I, I was surprised to find that like some of those men there, like Moray and um and, and Tusi and them and there, Blast, they were saying names like, yo, J. Cole and Kendrick and, and Jay and um Nas and, and, and you know what I mean? I was like, okay, you men are... So I'm, I'm watching these what's your top five, like, what's your favourite albums? Guys were saying, yeah, uh, Forest Hills Drive, 2014 Forest Hills Drive is one of my favourite albums. Carter Free is one of my favourite albums. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, I actually sounded like you got some dope inspiration. So I wonder what your rhymes are going to be like. And they disappoint. They didn't disappoint. <laughs> oh, they didn't disappoint. No, they didn't disappoint. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, yeah. I thought, you know, obviously it, it's, it's a new time, isn't it? So... They were still rhyming over one of those kind of like beats that 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 sound like you're probably gonna roll up a drink and get high and just you know what I mean like sipping purple tattoos all on your face and it sounded like that type of vibe right? But um, they still yeah. did, did have some heartfelt kind of rhymes where they're talking about their life and putting their pain into the music like coming across with some real soul and 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 some witty lines here or there little bits of wordplay i was i was thinking these these guys are going to be people that i would not mind listening to you know what i mean like, like when they drop a project i'm definitely going to check it out so if you like because i saw the dj there was like one one guy standing behind the decks and he wasn't even djing he was just pressing a button in the past that's where they had sprite uh and they had like a dj they even had dj drama or primo mixing it up and they had a they had um I don't know, man. I was just disappointed. They they got some of these artists. I heard of 42 Doug. So I've heard of him on Tyler, the Creator album. And yeah, I wasn't feeling Flo Millie. Who did I like? Pooh Shiesty. So Pooh Shiesty sounds like Gucci, man. Like, if you like Gucci, he's like he's like a, a lazy uh, flow, like that type of withdrawn flow. So I was feeling Pooh Shiesty, but everyone else... I, I see in the names you're talking about. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and check them, but I can't I, really I, see. I liked Moray. I thought Moray was like... Uh, kind of like a CeeLo from Goody Mob kind of vibe where he's kind of like singing, singing? and rapping. Not okay. as talented, yeah. but singing and rapping. Yeah, so kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, um, T-Pain slash CeeLo yeah. Green. So like he, he can rap, but he can sing as well. And I just thought he was kind of kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would, he sounded like someone like in the cypher, he's not really going to kill it with the bars. But on a track, like if you get him to come in and do a hook for you, he's gonna kill that hook, man. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna make some really good music because he's got melodies in his voice and he's talented. I like him. I like him. Maureen. Oh, right. He just... sounded super humble. Like when you got to hear them, they were all sort of like just having a chat. You know what I mean? You know how they do it. Like they get them all to sit down in a room and, and ask them a few questions and then they'd vibe off of each other. And him and Tusi. Like, they just seem, like, real down to... Like, they've been through some things, you know? They're ones there, like, they've been through some things and life has humbled them and they're just down to earth and they're just here trying to make their way, man. And and, and I hope they have a good journey, man. Those two, Tusi and Blast, I'm watching out for them and Moray as well, man. I think those three are going to really do something. It'd be good if they did, like, a UK version of... I know we don't have a double XL. I know we used to have Rewind Magazine, but even if, like, GRN Daily or mixtape madness or a website had a had a, a younger or, or an up-and-coming artist cypher or up-and-coming artist feature i'm not gonna lie to you bro like that's what i wanted to do years and years ago and i did one that i filmed 
I still haven't released it yet. So much drama happened around that. And yeah. that was going to be the start of many. And that was that was literally what I was trying to do. I was trying to use ciphers, man. But I think a lot of people have done it. A lot of people are doing it. But nobody's done it to the level that that double XL have done it at. And nobody have done it has done it consistently. You know, you know, like you get like in grime, you get loads of kind of grime ciphers, don't you? Like now you've got um Sir Spiral doing loads of ciphers on his uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, that's good. I watched a bit of that. I watched the uh, there was a Manchester one. Uh, yeah, and and there's a London one as well. But yeah, 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 he's yeah he's doing his thing. So yeah, and then you got loads of other people doing it, man. Like uh, there's radio stations where uh, I think is it the one that Nova's on as well, um, Fubar, where like people come up to the radio and then they just cipher. Um, and then, you know, you go on the radio stations, YouTube channel, and you're going to see loads of cy- ciphers on there. So there's people doing it, man. Um, I think, is it Maestro and um, Sarah Love on their show? They're doing okay. it. So loads of people doing it. Oh, shit, almost dropped the mic. But I just don't think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think somebody could do it and 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 do it like you know like how grime daily do their daily doppy yeah yeah oh, yeah like rated awards like if they did and, yeah, it, like, it's rated award up again because even if they did something with the rated award and they had like new best newcomer and then they had all the newcomers doing a doing a set or doing a like a black box or a, or a freestyle or something i think that would be that would be cool maybe they do maybe people listening like this is already going on but yeah man Watch this space. Watch this space. Well, be- we, don't, we might not have like <coughs> super dope ciphers all the time, but we do have a super dope TV show that has ciphers in it. Mm. We're talking about Rap Game UK. Pass the baton. I love yeah, it. I'm loving like, the flow. Cal, like, you're on form, sir. Come on, man. Come on. Like on the first season, we had a, a pretty dope cipher session there with some MCs there. The same again in the second season. Um, I did like some of the, the MCs that came through in season two. And now we're on season three. And um, there's just one episode out so far where they did a cypher in the very first episode. Did you get a chance to see it? Not yet. But this is uh, this is on BBC iPlayer, right? This is Crepton Conan and DJ Target's uh, programme, which got a third season, which is really good to see. Yeah, man. Rap Game UK. It's um, For me, it's one of the few shows I watch on TV. I don't watch that much on TV. But that is absolutely awesome because you've got three guys who are, you know, really the heart and soul of UK rap music. And then they bring in other people who are also the heart and soul of UK rap music. So on this episode, I think uh, we had um, Russ uh, came out, Russ Millions uh, came out where they performed in front of Russ. Um, they like they did like a heartfelt kind of track. And um I saw some snippets from like what's going to happen in the next episode. Looks like you're going to have Scorcher on the next episode and Jammer as well. So yeah. they'll probably be doing another like a back to back kind of set for for Jammer for him to kind of like give them some feedback. And uh, you know, Scorcher's a top 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 artist, man. So whatever they do for Scorcher, they better fucking kill it, man, because he's going to give you some critique, man. I just think it's dope that they get to rap for like some of the dopest rappers in the industry and then get their feedback because man will tell you like yo i like this about you or i didn't like this about you i think you need to work on this you need to work on that and if it's coming from krypton conan it's coming from target it's coming from jammer you know what i mean like Mm. you're gonna have to take that shit on board man because they know what they're talking about it'll be interesting to see how people take criticism because there's a thin line between 
constructive criticism, well, not even a thin line, but getting constructive criticism and getting criticised and then taking it personal and hopefully the hopefully the MCs take it all on board and act on it. I was interesting. I don't know who's blown from it. Like, who's gone on to push on and put in that work from the TV show? Because I, I kind of wanted to ask you real quick, uh, as a teacher, do you find... Uh, your students struggle with giving them feedback is that something that people struggle with or do most people are most people quite open to it yeah no they're open to feedback verbal fe- verbal feedback you have to give them i think works best um i think you've got more, a little seconds like two stars and a wish yeah yeah you sort of evolve from there i think for some people do it but that's sort of quite old for me now but sort of yeah a lot of people do something similar i think redirecting that question be more for teachers how do teachers adults take criticism and feedback and how are they able to separate that from the professional feedback and take it personal like you can't take anything in life personal i think as soon as you stop taking things personal in life your life will be better (laughs) do teachers actually get feedback except for like you know when when ofsted come around and and do their uh yeah, no schools you were doing feedback all the time. So I was doing one school. I was doing like uh, watching lessons, looking at books, looking at classroom environments, and I was supporting newly qualified teachers. So you've got to give them feedback. And I think if you can try and put yourself in their position, go like, how how would I like to receive this feedback? You know, and some people need a, a kick up the bum, and some people need to be told up straight. Yeah, this is what you this is what you need to be doing, and this isn't working. Try this. And other people, you sort of put an arm around their shoulder and 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 deliver it in a different way. But I think some people can take criticism personally, and that's where they get it mixed up. So you can't take it personal. You have to be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. I respect it. I'm gonna take what you've said on board, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and act upon it. That's and I think it. People, people people nowadays people think they know too much already and they're like oh you can't tell me nothing like i already know and uh, what are you talking about and they always try and come up with a a counter argument or a reason why rather than being humble and be like oh yeah okay you're right yeah bing bang bosh so um kids less so adults more so yeah um okay okay that's all adults are more cocky and they think they know it all and kids are more open to feedback is kind of what i took from that yeah, well, I would say so. <laughs> well, I don't think they know it all already, in it, but they obviously not. You're going into a profession of anything like that, sort of a profession, say like nursing or police or teaching or hairdressing or any anything with the, anything that requires you to practice and harness your skill over years. You can't be a good teacher. Like you can be a, an all right teacher, like in a close short of time. You could be an all right hairdresser, but you need. You need to practice, man. You need to sharpen those tools. So don't talk to me about rap music, bruv. Like I already know everything about it, and it. There's nothing you can tell me about that. That's bro. what I'm don't saying. That's what I'm saying. These rhymes new... about no flow, about nothing. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Some of these new MCs on the TV program, they're probably getting the feedback, and some of them might be thinking, ah, oh, what? Shut up, bruv. I already know. Like I'm sick. It's like, no, you're no one. Come on, well, be humble. I think, I think when you watch Rap Game UK, a, a lot of them. It's, I think it's always hard, like, like when you put your heart and soul into something and you really tried, like, I can imagine, like, if a teacher really tried to smash it out of the park with a, with a, with a lesson and then you've come in and you've observed them and you said, you know what, it would have been better if you did it like this and if they like, they're probably, this guy's a dickhead, like, That's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, I, and I see, I see some of these 
uh, artists on Rap Game UK just seem to be very like a sponge, like they sponge like they kind of take in what people say, and then in the next round, they bang, they like I'm trying to show you that I've listened to what you just said, and now I'm showing you that I, like like because last time my critique was that um. I didn't have much of a presence. Like when I was performing, my head was down and I was looking at the floor and I was rapping. So the next time they come out, they're looking man dead in the eye and they're very animated. The arms are kind of moving everywhere. Like <laughs> on smack, you know what I mean? And then, and then the feedback is, Oh, I see you took that, my, my suggestions on board. This is much better. So I think it's dope the way you get to see that progression in this show. And yeah, to ask you question about who's going to smash it. To be fair, I'm not Mr. Mainstream, so I don't know too much about what these artists are doing. But there are times when I've tuned into, like, Radio 1 and I've heard, like, um, I can see his face. I can't even think of his name right now. But, you know, I've listened to, like, say, a Radio 1 show from time to time. And then I've heard one or two of these artists that have come through the, uh, the rap game UK. There was that one, Zones, who came through last time. I heard one of her tracks before. Um, and a few others... I'm not so sure about the season one, guys. I don't really see them anywhere. But I'm sure that probably if you Google them or if you go on their Instas, they're probably all doing their thing, man. They're probably all doing all right. Yes. Well, it's working. It's nonstop. It's nonstop working. You don't get big overnight. It takes 10 years to be an overnight success, is what they say. 10,000 hours to make it. Yeah. Although I was reading a book and this woman was saying the 10,000 hour thing she didn't agree with because... Some people can get it done in less time and some people in more time, like 10,000 hours, like you could achieve it in. Somebody wrote a book and said that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting to interesting to see how that develops. But uh, yeah, so that is the Rep Game UK season three on BBC iPlayer and um, one for the UK heads. And if you get iPlayer, then obviously check it out. Staying in the UK, let's talk UK music. Malcolm Gladwell. What's it called? Michael, Michael, Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. And there's an article in the BBC that says uh, Malcolm Gladwell uh, stated um, that 10,000 hours is sufficient to make you an expert. Practicing any skill for 10,000 hours. Even if you don't have any kind of talent or experience, just practice for 10,000 hours and that's it. And you're going to be there. Arguable, you could do. Arguably, you could do it in less. But it's interesting. Interesting. Ten thousand. What would you do for ten thousand hours? What's one? Uh, you would play FIFA. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The amount of FIFA I've been playing recently. Probably I've done ten thousand hours. You've put in a lot of work over the years for FIFA. I must say, your your ultimate team and online presence must be looking real. Oh, don't gas me like that. Like over the years. Nah, it's only about the last year or so. <sighs> Talking of FIFA, the opposite. Pez, it's become free now, isn't it? It's no more. Pro Evolution uh, Soccer. Yeah, man, only segue to get. I was going to talk UK music, but we'll, we'll quickly jump on the Pez. Can I talk my segue? Yeah, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Go on, go on. Pez. <laughs> no, I, 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 I all I know is because <laughs> Pro Evolution Soccer used to be the top boy. That's not that's not front. At one point, it was it was holding it down. FIFA went away for a bit, and then obviously FIFA came back, and it was strong. But what was once very close to all our hearts, ultimate team, Miranda and all them players, or whatever it was. Miranda, the big centre-back. Yeah, come on. I might even bring up the ultimate team players now for a little bit of a... What's the word? Pez. Yeah, but anyways, it's, it's, 
it's gone through now, isn't it? Apparently, like, uh, yo, the game has evolved. I think it's nice for people from our generation because we've seen the whole evolution of this game, haven't we? We saw um, international superstar soccer on the Nintendo. Yes. Thing. And then we saw, oh, they've rechanged the whole thing. It's gone from like 2D into like 3D sprites on the N64. And it was um, pro evolution now. And it's like, what's this? And then, you know, and then they kept it moving on the PlayStation and all sorts. Um, yeah, it was it was good on the place it was good on the playstation man it was yeah and now it's like they've seen the bigger picture now because what they've done is they've seen how these franchises like fortnite have come out with a cross-platform idea where you have a game that's free to play and it's like a massive multiplayer online game that can be accessed by people with mobile devices people on a pc people on the xbox play whatever platform you've got you can just jump in and play and google stadia now um and football it's called now isn't it yeah so they've rebranded it and they've gone for that market man they've gone for making it a free-to-play game they've called it e-football and it's going to be out on all devices for free which and i wonder is because they couldn't really compete with FIFA, man. FIFA as a game, I think I always thought Pro Evolution was a better game to play, but FIFA had the, the name brand and, and all the licensing mm. and it was popular. But now that they're calling it eFootball, boy, I mean, I think it's that's worth a goal. It's worth a goal. to try and one-up FIFA, and it might just work because you're kind of positioning yourself as being the default electronic football standard. And if they can get pro gaming going on that platform as well, Damn, that the, the actual esports, because that's probably what it's for, you know, e football, esports, you know. Mm. I think in the past it was like because FIFA had all the spent all the money with the uh, the team names, the players, the soundtrack, and you could do skills and FIFA soundtracks are banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pez was Pez was more techy for the for for the ballers. Uh, then somehow it just didn't evolve. I mean, I still play FIFA with Pez Pez buttons, and I think real FIFA ballers. Can appreciate that that I still do the the Pez buttons of X. No, X is pass, square is shoot, circle to cross. Mm. It's just ingrained in me just years of playing it at uni and growing up in a. So it Someone put that in a room. Yes, they the did. Buttons on FIFA. Was that Genesis or no? Was it Genesis Elijah? Nah, it was. It was someone I wanted to talk. Oh. It was one of those trap rappers. Oh, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so RIP to Pez, you'll be missed. And now eFootball, it'll be interesting to see how they evolve with this model of, because it won't be free. I mean, it's free to play, but like Fortnite, it's free, but you have to pay to get all the skins and the weapons and the mm. and the world. So that's how they get the next generation hooked. So I'll check it out just to play, just to see what it's like. Free to play with in-game purchases. There you go. And that's where that's they get the, That's, that's where they the get new the, model, man. That's the new model. That's where they get the new generation. But I thought I'd bring that up because um, 10,000 hours. What would I do 10,000 hours on? What would you do 10,000 hours on? Uh, oof, give it a thought, innit? Give it a thought. Ah! What you done there? You're oh, dropping the mic. You're dropping glasses. What? Are you okay? I'm pouring another cup, right? Because listen, that would have been mad awkward. Trying to squeeze the last little drop of tea out, oh. and then the the top of the um the teapot came off. Because if you'd ended up scolding yourself for some injury, I'm all the way here, and we did a live recording. Our listeners would have had to had to sit awkwardly and listen while you burn yourself and you're in pain. And I called an ambulance, and oh, it's, 
What is he doing? Oh, Multitasking. Cleaned it up. It's all good. Shambles. Ah. Are you right? Yeah, carry on, man. Carry on. <laughs> First of all, make sure you're okay. 10,000 hours. I don't know. 10,000. I feel like we've done 10,000 hours worth of podding. 10,000 hours worth of parenting. There you go. That's so fucking boring. Come on, man. <laughs> Give us something. 10,000 hours worth of smashing. Grease. No, um... 10,000 hours worth of, uh, what about hosting? Are you not an expert at hosting with 10,000 hours of hosting? I would say, I would say that. Yeah, probably an expert of hosting. There you go. Thank you, man. I used to be a 10,000 hour expert of freestyling, but I've stopped with that. I need to get practicing just to get the brain working again, man. We used to be dope freestylers. So, hey man, when, um, when restrictions are fully relaxed, I still don't know if we're going to need vaccine passports from venues and stuff like that or not. But even if you if you got a vaccine passport, you know, you could probably look for an open mic night and go flex that uh, that freestyle muscle, man. Yeah, have to practice first. Have to practice first. Right. Flexing the musical muscles. Let's go into this. I want to big up, first of all, uh, a friend of the show, um, Roundtree. We had him on the Play On podcast a few weeks back. Producer extraordinaire, and he's dropped an absolute summertime banger with North London's most stack. Um, Go on. Yeah, I am a fan of Roundtree. Most stack. I've got to like him over the years. You know, I can sort of give or t- you know doesn't sort of do anything for me off the top. I know that sounds a bit weird, but he's he's an interesting artist. But this record. Uh, is called. I can't even find it now. Where is it? It's the latest single. Do, 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 ride. So definitely check that out with Roundtree. The production is musical as ever. Not the beat, not just stay the same. So very musical. You know, lots of instrumentation. Most that good vibe. Definitely one for the summer. Check out Ride. So I just want to big him up for that. And big up, man. Okay. Let's talk about Dave's album. Let's talk about. Oh, let's talk about the guy. The guy. Let's talk about the album of. uh, Album of the moment. People are saying album of the year. I mean, is that kind of a release? He's he's done well to come off the strength of uh, the first album, isn't he? And to keep momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody knows that Dave is uh, is a prodigious talent. Like you don't get um. I just opened up <laughs> Rap Genius and then they got this picture of um, Lil Nas X on there man this guy is just provocative with these oh movies. there's a new video with him and Jack Harlow I've not even clicked on it yet man I don't even know if I yeah. want to watch it yet, but that's a whole um, other thing talk about that later but let's, let's, let's focus on let's focus on we're all on uh, we're all in this we're alone in this together which we're I think all alone in this we're together all alone in this together the concept of drama. it though yeah. yeah, the concept of it is dope, man. Like, because he's kind of saying, like, how, you know, we can be all by ourselves. Sometimes we can feel like we're all by ourselves, like we're ostracized from society. Um, but at the same time, if we all feel like that, then maybe we're all in the same boat. We're all by ourselves together. We're all in this by ourselves together. It's, 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 it's oxymoronic, but somehow it makes sense. And it's kind of, it's kind of genius, right? This is that, like, that's what you get from Dave, isn't it? Like, yeah. The wordplay in the album oh, yeah. type just kind of tells you what he's all about. He's got the punchlines, he's got the double entendres, he's got, you know, 
just off the just off the bat, the first track, we're all alone. Oh yeah, he, you know what you're getting, man. You know what you're getting with him. And what I like is though it's, it's evolved from some of the concepts. So the the track about uh, migrating to the UK and facing sort of issues from the three different types of people that moved to UK. Oh, that was deep. Mm. Um, tra- you know, songs about his mom or with his mom. Um, I like Three Rivers, man, where he talked about. Um, the Windrush scandal. Mm. Deep. Very, very, very deep. And he got um James Blake on the production as well. Yeah, I think James Blake does a few things. So the whole project in the fire was that was a had social media, people were posting like a picture of like Arsenal's Invincibles and saying, Yeah, this is Dave Fredo Giggs, um Meeks. Big tune, big tune, big tune. Yo, that James, one was like, it was like get, a whole, sorry, how like a whole posse cut. Gets had the best verse on it. A whole posse cut. And I just wasn't expecting it because I was listening to it on um, Apple Music, right? Mm. And then, and there was no features on the track. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just expecting, okay, it's just a solo track. And then next when I'm hearing someone, I'm like, hold on, is that something like Gets? And I'm like, oh, hold on, is that gigs? And it was like, rah, this is actually a, like a, a whole posse tr- and the thing is people don't really do posse cuts so much anymore so I wasn't expecting it but it was a nice surprise man big time. big time and the beat changed it sounded like the beat was changing for each artist and also do you know what it reminded me of it reminded me like early 2000s posse track of the concept so the concept the word was fire right so everyone had their own version of what it meant to be in the fire or dealing with fire so it felt like a proper late 90s early 2000s um posse cut backpack rap thing but we've just just the uk's sort of some of the uk's top artists um yeah i like that he's uh he's worked with um one of um jay huss's producers or the producer that kind of made that jay huss sound j5 yeah he's massive um, yeah and those tracks um lazarus and law of attraction man those tracks got a nice little bounce to that j5 kind of flavor you know mm-hmm. you've got the obligatory whiskey uh, feature that everyone's got now so <laughs> my whiskey's that guy like he's so dumb i was it i was interested yeah because i listened to the album the other day i was uh, sort of just flicking through or not flicking through but letting it play and um but i was surprised in a way that they didn't lead with a different single off the album rather than clash so you know we led with clash with stormzy and then led to the whole chip thing which we didn't quite cover because i don't think we didn't do an episode when it when it coincided with the with the, with the diss and the the subliminals, but the fact that they led with that uh, that record clash, it was a big record, massive record. But I thought he maybe would have led with a with something a bit more melodic or sort of radio friendly. Mm. I wasn't complaining. Maybe it was tactical. Maybe he wanted to pull out clash to sort of draw out Chipmunk and get a response and get people talking about the project, but. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. What do you, what do you make of that, though? Mm, so Clash, I really liked. Um, it was, it was a good record. Stormzy's verse was okay, but the, the, the hook and the video and the, and, the, and Dave's was, was went in. But Chip's response was hard. Like I've been listening to Chip's response pretty much every day, mm. and it, and it sounds like he's going more at Dave. In fact, he is going more at Dave. He, he, he says. Oh, he's already stopping Stormzy, so. Can't dub you a dead man. Why? <laughs> oh. <Do-do-do-do>. yeah. um, <laughs> he sent a few bars for Stormzy. Um, I live in his head rent free. So miss me with all that, you know, 
But then the the bars for Dave were yeah he was sending shots at Dave but I'm thinking Dave's thinking nah this is long like what how does it benefit me going at Chip when I've got the number one album I'm the UK's number one artist rapper wise I'm just the golden boy I'm doing covers for GQ I'm flipping in LA with Daniel Kaluuya and, and all them man them there I'm you know so I don't think it's in Dave's nature to to spar golf against Chip and. After a while, it could seem that Chip just seems like the mad rapper. He just keeps <laughs> going so, at people. Yeah, why would you get involved if you was Dave? Why would you want to jump into that? There's no need, man. Just, mm. just. But that, that Chip send was um, the Chip send was sick. I like the beat, and it had like the um, the Grime sample. I don't know if it's not Morg, but there's a Grime sound in there with the with the drill hi hats and all that, which is which is worked in. Um, so I like the beat. And Chip just goes uh, the 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 lions and the subs in the uh, the Chip this is freaking you know our sky dwellers and um oh yeah it's too much man it's too much I am bred in it. it it was a sick verse it was a sick tune but the Dave album is it's getting a lot of plaudits and uh, rightfully so man it's got the it's got the nice mix of sort of club records radio records. And some for the streets, yeah. mixtapes, as it were. And he's got the punchlines. He's got, you know, he's got the bars. He had, he had some in, uh, some punchlines. I was, I was walking around in Tesco, screwing up my face, and people must have thought, like, oh god damn, like what? <laughs> I was like, Ooh, you know, he's hard lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got lines that make you say, wow, did he just like? And you kind of want to rewind it and. Which I think he's missing, sure, man. Just want to double check, man. Did he just say what? Yeah, there's only. A few- <laughs> There's only a few artists in the UK that still do that. Like I think, obviously you got um, Rich, you got uh, who, who's his uh, sort of is it Avellino? Avellino. Oh my God! Why not Avellino lands on his new uh, release, man? Flicking hell! Talking them trap bars over some mad commercial type of beats. It just don't seem like it's it's right. But somehow he makes it work. He's mm. a guy, man. There's only a few artists that 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 can get away with it. do that still man it's a lost art and it used to be we used to have it in abundance and obviously it's become so watered down or one of avelino's one of my favorite avelino rhymes yeah is one where he goes two wrongs don't make a right but we were sold as slaves don't tell me nothing about selling white mm. i said god damn this message <laughs> <laughs> This man's a genius. <laughs> you see that meme, the picture of uh, Jose Mourinho when he's lifting up the earphones and he's pulling that face like, ooh, goddamn, goddamn. But yeah, but Dave's in that same care. I like the way you mentioned um, the company that Dave's keeping now, you know, because obviously he's been acting in uh, the Top Boy series. Um, so maybe he's got a few more acting roles coming that we don't know about and you know and he's rubbing shoulders with Daniel Kalua and Damson Idris that's his that's his squad now you know you South know? London in it South London I do feel that there's a good solidarity and we've always said this I think the thing about South they do there is a, a stronghold where they stick together and they support one another you yeah. don't really don't really see it it's, it's nice to see Dave and Fredo shout um, out to the DSS as well yeah, nice to see, nice to see them linking together. And um, yeah, man. And also, he worked with Trapstar, didn't he? Dave dropped uh, a collaboration with Trapstar to coincide with his project. And uh, yeah, with the old, the, the pink purpley colours, and it's it's a real, really well executed thing. So hats off yeah. to Dave. I didn't know that. Did you know that 
um, Dave talking about Fredo. Did you know that uh, Fredo was actually being managed by Sincere? Do you remember the rapper Sincere? I do, yeah. That's not Gangster. That's the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he actually managed Fredo and helped him to get that number one. Makes sense, makes sense. Since What's the number always... one track? Was it Funky Friday or something like that? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that Lizzie clothesline as well, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did a lot, man. With that, that Get Lizzie was like his motto, wasn't it? Yeah, they had a whole clothing line, didn't they? With like the Queen uh, printed and stuff on it. So, no, that's it, man. Fredo is... I think Fredo's verse on this was like he went hard, man. He had to go hard. He couldn't just get away with his this sort of. You can't. You can't take your does. foot off the gas if you're on a track with Dave. This is the yeah. thing. This is the and I think everybody knows that. And that's why when they jump on his project, they bring their A game. Mm, and that's mm. and that's why his project is so fucking dope, man. Because you got Getz doing some avant-garde artistic kind of flow, like just fucking italics all over his fucking shit when he's writing it oh yeah and then you know Fredo doing his thing gigs as well yeah he stepped up gigs's verse was hard as well come on man shit just bangs like the album's cold isn't it like yeah the album's cold the album's got lots of playback value and definitely two bodies of work two two solid solid albums that will stand the test of time man strong follow-up to his debut if you was going to give this uh I mean, out of pints, out of five, how many pints are you going for? Uh, I think it's going to go full five pizzas. This is getting again. This is getting pissed. This is this is champagne. This, this is, is five pints. This is like whoa. This is like fucking England in the final. Whoa. This, this is that guy that like cheering for England, stark naked with the little fucking tiny wings. Oh, easy, easy, oh. easy, easy. easy. <laughs> Fuck. Like, this, this is like this is like the England fan getting pissed minus the racial prejudice. This is the opposite. This is like. This is the Scotland fan fucking dying sliding across the floor. This album, this is this is the this is the album that's bringing everyone together on some on some rainbow United colours of Benetton ad like everyone united as one singing Kumbaya type shit. This is that guy flipping with the Matrix sound effects trying to open the door to the fridge to buy another pint. Did you see that little video? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm gonna have to find the link and send it to you. That was fucking hilarious. just one of those little viral moments here. That was hilarious, though. This is that shit. So big up Dave, big up his whole team. We're breading, obviously, because it's a good album, but we're breading UK stuff, and this is what it needs to be done. Um, I've got some other releases. I don't, oh, I was about Mercury. Oh, as soon as we're in the UK and we're talking about Gets, his album got nominated for a Mercury Prize. So it's that time again. And over the years, we've discussed the Mercury nominations. And if I can just bring my laptop up and multitask at the same time, I will tell you the nominees. But the ones that stood out for us was Getz and also uh, Celeste, who I think personally could win it. Uh, I really like her album. She's a soul singer. And Arlo Parks and also... Who else is there? I'll read out the names. There's Wolf Alice. I've not heard of them, but I'm sure people like this shit. And there's Laura uh, Muala. Is it Muala? M-V-U-L-A. Forgive me for the mispronunciation. Is that like an African? Mvala? I'm glad you said it, not me, man. I get cancelled. So we've got Arlo Parks, Berwyn, Black Country, New Road, Celeste, Floating Points, Faro Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra. Gets... That was mine. That was I threw in a little ad lib there, obviously. Hannah Peel, Laura, Muala, I'm going to say, Mogwai, uh, Nubaya, Garcia, 
Salt and Wolf Alice. So African on that list. Um, yeah. So Arlo Parks, people will be familiar with. Collapsing Sunbeams, she's a real eclectic. Celeste, Not Your Muse, which for me was one of my favourite albums of the year. Just beautiful. I still play it now. Oh, it's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful album. And Gets, Conflict of Interest, which we all know yeah. slapped. Yeah. So I think for him to be recognised in this now, because we've seen the shift over the years for Gets, isn't it? Obviously, we've seen like the shift of recognition from the... I wouldn't say the mainstream, but like the cool, trendy lot, the, you know, the Guardian Reader, the Coffee on a Sunday, the Radio One getting daytime play with, um, he had some artists from South Africa and he also had JK feature with him. So he's been getting, you know, he's been consistently, consistently getting that recognition as just a, a phenomenal lyricist, phenomenal artist. And, um, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope he wins. I don't think he will win, but I hope he does win. Uh, boy, I've just seen somebody did something with the London Symphony Orchestra. So, boy, that has got to be, that has got to be in with a shout of winning, man. Like, the London Symphony Orchestra is dope. Like, mm. that's going to be tough to compete with, man. I haven't heard nothing. I haven't actually heard pretty much anything on the shortlist apart from Gets Conflict of Interest. But I do think that if you're going up against an orchestra, you're going to have to be fire. Well, he's in, he's rubbing shoulders with the right people. And, and now for an album to be recognised as a Mercury shortlister, that will definitely help him. Mm-hmm. Not that he needs help, but, you know, he's going from strength to strength. He's one of our favourites. He's been one of our favourites from Nasty Crew days. And, you know what? Uh, I've I just seen this Wolf Alice and just looking at the album art, it kind of looks like some throwback. It kind of looks like something you'd see in the eighties, man. I kind of like that vibe, like neon lights, colors, pastel colors, um, moody kind of look like kind of looks like, uh, maybe, uh, something you would get from like an indie band or something, man. Joy division or some shit. Oh, I like a bit of joy division. Oh, yeah, Joy Division was cold, man. Sampled them on my mixtape, man. Yeah. I'm trying to see that up. Yeah, well, I yeah. watched the film the other day, um, actually. Um, it was quite interesting. The fil- it was a film about the uh, the lead singer who killed himself. It's oh, quite Joy, Di- oh, Joy Division? Yeah. Really? Mm. What's the film? Um, I forget the title, but it's a good watch. I could Google that real quick. Let me just type Joy Division movie. Ian Curtis. Oh, here we go. Control. Ian Curtis. Oh, yeah, he killed himself. How oh, hangs himself in the chair. Oh, that's deep. Well, wow, I might have to watch that then. Is that a documentary or a film? Well, thanks for the spoiler for those that ain't seen it, man. <laughs> it's a film. It's like a reenactment. Um, you know, actors oh. and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't mean to spoil it, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, you know what it, it just kind of lets you into the what happens behind the scenes because people just go to gigs and people just buy the music and then well back in those days these days everyone's on social media everyone thinks they know everything like you said didn't it? <laughs> yeah um but, people with opinions and podcasts mm, wankers fucking cunts um <laughs> but um back in those days you know you just went to gigs and then you know you read magazines 
and you listen to the music and you'd have whatever opinion you have of someone in it. But what you didn't see, what you didn't know is what was going on in the background. So watching this movie, I didn't know this type of shit was going on in this guy's life. Um, he was living an interesting kind of life, which I could see contributed to the demise of his mental health, um, which unfortunately ended in him taking his own life. Um, and I think if you're a fan of their music, you should probably just watch the movie and just see what Ian Curtis was up to. Man. Definitely, definitely. I'm going to watch that. Um, keeping it moving with music. Uh, what we've got here? Oh, I've been listening to Ransom and Big Ghost Limited have put a project together. So Ransom... What a lyricist out of Bars. the He's US. Got... Is he from, where's he from, Philly? No. I don't know. I like, I like the way that you're very plugged into the regions that where people, because like, back in the day, that was very important. Like these days, everybody just sounds the same. So it don't really matter, I think, so much where somebody comes from, because someone from Philly can sound like someone New from Jersey. They don't even, don't even make a difference. But... Yeah, it's good to know where someone's from and what kind of sound they're representing, you know what I mean? Like, Definitely. over here, like, are you from Bristol? Are you from Manchester? Are you from London? Where are you from? Like, and how does that affect your sound, you know? Yeah, I don't think it affects our sound as much as it does over there, if I'm honest. Maybe because it's so small and, and over there so big, but remember... I feel like you can hear it in the accents. We can hear, you know, like, the difference between... A chip and a Bugsy Malone is flipping huge. Like you might not hear it in the production, but you will hear it in their voice. Well, that's his accent, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I think it's bigger in America, obviously regional. Like Philadelphia was known for the bars. Uh, that's why I thought he was from there. But he's from New Jersey, so he's hooked up with Big Ghost Limited, who's a producer that's worked closely with Griselda, uh, which of course you know that I am or we are massive fans of, and. If you want that, yeah, proper lyricism, proper spitting, and uh, definitely, and it's got a Game of Thrones vibe as well, which is pretty cool. So check that out. Ransom doesn't disappoint. And you were listening to Pop Smoke's post-humorous album, right? You were saying, you know, what's that the other day? Yeah, man, it's it's just sad. I, f- I find it so sad that he's lost his life so young, man. I think he was 20 years old when he passed. Um, and listening to his post-humorous album, Everybody showed up, which is really nice, man. It's really nice, isn't it? Like, everybody, Pharrell, Rick Ross, the one with Rick Ross is a banger. Um, just so much going on on that album. And it's always the same kind of thing when someone passes away. Like, would that album sound like that if the person was still alive? Or is this something that has just been, you know, manufactured with, like, cut-and-pasted vocals and literally no little or no input from the artist himself like dmx's album this year earlier this year was was you know it was all right it's pretty good um this album again i'd say yeah it's all right it's pretty good obviously it'll sound a lot different if he was still alive the one with uh kanye and pusha t i like that one the dreams uh verse the dreams hook is quite nice on manslaughter it's loads of tracks man it's like 24 tracks in there so yeah if you're a pop smoke fan go pick this up man you're gonna like it there's like so many features on there chris brown and kid cuddy kodak black like i think there's something for people from a few different rap generations you're gonna like this one nice nice um yeah i'll check it out actually i want to listen to that when i go for a run it seems like the type of album that you need to be in the gym or driving or running around to get the full to get the full feel because he's 
he took that drill sound and in America and he made it big and that, that's what I like about it because it's like it's like his signature sounds like those kind of wobbly bass lines and that dual kind of pattern mm. you know so for him to to prematurely like pass away it's just so I just find it so heartbreakingly sad man because this guy could have been around for the next 20 years doing all kinds of stuff mm. like you know mm-hmm. you think about the stuff that that popular American rappers end up doing after they drop a couple of albums like TV show, movie, like set up their own something, set up a streaming service, like sell some headphones, could have done anything. He could have, because he's part of the new wave, because he's a young man, could have done something that nobody before him's even done. You see what I'm saying? His potential mm. was unlimited, man. And he was really popular. People really fucked with him. Yeah. Um, <sighs> someone, who's, someone who stood the test of time uh, and unfortunately passed away recently was rapper, producer, Biz Marquee, uh, at the young age of 57. Uh, someone who died of, uh, it says here, uh, type 2 diabetes, uh, health issues related to a decade, decade-long battle. Um, someone who was with the Juice Crew, came up with Big Daddy Kane, um, just to sort of always seem like a really fun guy, creative rapper, Great artist, great performer, sort of the eighties um, and nineties, has unfortunately passed away. Uh, very sad, man. It's been missed in the hip hop community, and uh, yeah, I just thought I'd add that because obviously we're talking about people passing too soon, no matter your age, man. So sad, sadly missed, Bismarcky, R.I.P. Most definitely, um, I was a huge Bismarcky fan, man. Um, I like the little beatboxes that he used to do. And that whole vibe. Um, you got what I need was one of your songs, wasn't it? Uh, just a friend. Just a friend. You got what I need, but you say I'm just a friend. But you say I'm just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. See, I'm saying he had that like that feel good kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, vapors as well. So I know Snoop think did a cover of vapors, but all about sort of. Oh, mute that. What's that? You what, mate? Did you hear that? No, it what? Uh, oh, good. Now I, I clicked on something and the mad audio came up, but um, you clicked on a porno. Oh, uh, oh shit! Did you hear that? Ten thousand hours of that, man. I tell you what, the minute, fuck you, no. Ten thousand hours. Um, <laughs> we had the porno on mute. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't all. No, I didn't. I'm on my laptop. I I, I kind of porn on that because it's. Pressure. Oh, I want to mess with you, man. Um, so anyway, yeah, sorry. So Not much going on in music, man. Sorry, was you was you about to make another point? No, no, no I was just saying RIP Bismarcky, uh, and obviously Fort Skype to family and friends. And as always, Fort Skype to you, the listener, if you are going through it, you know, make sure you holler at someone, make sure you text someone, call someone. Um Zappy, you'll come save your life. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I felt a bit bad saying that was um maybe staged. I was like, oh, Ben, I'm too harsh, man. So well done to Dappy for, for saving the day. Um, let's move on. I'm looking forward to this versus the locks versus um, Dipset. Do you want to talk about that now or are you going to cover something why else? Not, man. Why not? Why not? Locks versus Dipset. Now, so this yeah. is, this is, this is firmly our generation. And this is our era. Like maybe it's some dip- of our younger listeners would be like, 
Man, don't want to be here. No, don't nobody want to hear that whole shit. Like, you know what I mean? Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow. Now, that's a battle. That's a clash. Boy, what can you say? This is a whole different kind of vibe. This made me sit up and take note. This is finally a versus that made me sit up and think, like, all right, there's been a few, but this is one that's definitely rooted in our time, man. Massive Locks fans. That big stage they've got as well that they're doing at Triller. It's going to be sick, man. The big, yeah. big stage, big production that they've got going on over there. Yeah, so this is next week. I think it's the 3rd of August, Madison Square Garden. Oh, they're going yeah, to the Garden. Mm, oh, man, they make this like a, they make this like a heavyweight title fight or something, man. They're going mm. to the Garden. It's going to be oh. interesting to see how they deli- how they deliver it. Because I think they went live with Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. You know, one of my biggest regrets are you when I went to uh, New York, I went to the garden and I was going to get a ticket. But the t- the, I, what I wasn't ready for was the price. The ticket oh, yes, was mad. Mad. It was like $200. I was like, Rah! I thought it was going to be like 50 quid or something. And I was like, I ain't paying $200. For it. I should have just done it for the experience so I could say I've been to Madison Square Garden. But instead, I just kind of went outside and just walked out. <laughs> like a fucking cheaper, would it? Did the, did the, uh, the dollar store Madison Square Garden experience. Yeah, it's expensive <laughs> in the nosebleeds as well. And I did the same. I was going to look at tickets, but it's mad expensive. But um, I'd pay to go to this live performance, Deluxe. They got all their classics, albums, Dipset. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they just do like group records rather than solo joints. Because if they did solo, then it could be a bit closely contested. But if it's just albums, then... I can't see the, the locks losing this one. Even though even though uh the first Dipset album is Killer. a classic for me, is like my university years. That no, is hard to beat. I think if I remember correctly, I think Dipset kinda dropped just when I was getting out of hip hop, just when I was falling out of love with hip hop. And I missed kind of that whole wave, really. At the time, and I had to kind of go back and kind of catch up. How was um, it? I think that was kind of like early to mid two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at a time when hip hop was changing drastically, like that was like the P Diddy shiny suit era. Mm, I think it was a bit after that. This was more the this is like that fifty cent G unit fitted caps jerseys. Yeah, the, the 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 Diddy stuff, the, the the shiny suit was probably late nineties. Because Locks Locks had to wear shiny suits, didn't they? For um, yeah, Benjamin's video, I think it was. Yeah, and the Mace Bad Boys, but yeah, no, this this Dipset Immunity album, uh, Diplom, uh, yeah, Diplomatic Immunity. Yeah, like Dipset Anthem. I mean, come on, we've all been in the club when. Yeah, man. Absolute classics, isn't it? Absolute. The thing is, right, in terms of solo material, right, obviously Cameron's got like, I think my favourite Cameron record was 357 back in the day, man. That mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Mace, the video with Mace just running through the town, at least jumping over the turnstiles, running through the state. That was like, I'd never seen anything like that before, man. I thought that was the dopest music video, man. And the track was dope as well. But um, Cam versus like Jada or Cam versus um, Sheik or Cam versus Styles, 
honestly, for me personally, I like Cam as a super fly kind of character, as like a, a model or an actor. But as an actual someone with just bars, I think I'm going with every single member of the locks over Killer Cam. Um, so, yeah. But as a character, as like a, a personality, I'm going with Killer all day. Like out here wearing some kind of super fly pink clothing that you ain't never seen nobody wear before. You know, like the, what I like about them Harlem guys is the style, man. They they just kill it. Like every single person I've ever seen from Harlem is absolutely killing it with the fashion. Like that's their thing, you know, the super fly Harlem guys. So I'm expecting from the clash to see dips that turn up just looking like a runway. Do you know what I mean? Looking like it's okay. This is GQ right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe the locks turn up like in some hoodies and Tims, like on some street shit. I think it's going to be hard to beat. So the locks have got more albums, like stronger bodies of work compared to the dip set, which really got loads of mixtapes, but they just got that first diplomatic community album, which set them off. So, you know, yeah, I mean, Jim, see the thing is Jim Jones, Cameron and uh, Jules Santana, like, They've got a lot of fans, man. They got a lot of fans. People really like what they do. I think it was just something for me at the time. Like I was at uni, and I wasn't really. I was kind of sw- purposely switched off from hip hop. So at that time, when they were at their heights, I kind of missed it, and I kind of caught up later on. Um, but I'm sure that there's going to be other people out there that didn't miss it. I didn't miss the locks in it. I was very much there when the locks was popping and when they were at their height and followed their whole careers ever since. Um, so it's a bit different for me, man. I think in terms of musically, there's just no way that, um, there's no way the locks can lose this, man, because the solo material is so strong. Like Star Speed can do, I get high, high, high. Well, well that's the thing. I'm black. Um, you know, um, Jada can do, uh, that one with the questions. Um, why? Why? You know. Just by Havoc, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? So, are they going to go individual records or are you going to go posse, like group records? Because then it's, it opens up a whole other thing. If it's individual records, then you've got a closer argument. You know, I think Cam, Jules Santana, and uh, Jim Jones have definitely been putting, you know, Definitely Jim Jones recently been putting in the work, but it's it's a closer thing. But as a group, so you got right, you got like I just managed to find some verses playlist on, on Spotify. So you got like Money Power Respect, Dipset Anthem, Wild Out, I really uh, mean it. Come on, man. I really mean it. That was a shit. Yo. See the thing is, right? The locks, for me, they're guys that just do the work. Like they just just they're like sheep loops with a million hard-bodied fucking underground mixtapes, tracks that people won't even know, but are just bangers. Um, Stars P with a couple of hits, Jada with a couple of hits. Jada got a lot of hits, but overall, like I would put them in that category of just being lyricists and just 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 putting out loads of respected work. Um, whereas the Dipset guys seem to be more larger than life characters, personalities, like. You know, when they when they put an, like the the anthem type of songs, I think I think Cameron has like masterminded that shit. Like he's conceptualized. You know, I think you you mentioned once you thought Giggs was seeing the bigger picture when he wrote um, Batman, 
da 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 like it wasn't like maybe it's not as Fisher Price as everybody thinks it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he actually just thought I'm gonna have people singing along to this like Glastonbury with like uh, ten thousand people, hundred thousand people, or whatever. This is gonna be stadium anthem type of stuff, you know? And it was. And I think maybe that's the kind of vibe that dipset have with those kind of tracks like i really mean it and anthem and because it's just it's it's big like it's big music opposed to maybe the locks where they kind of got street music do you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah i'm not uh, locks have got locks have got like stadium music as well i reckon but not as it's a different sound isn't it i think because dipset had that uh heat makers production which was like the sped up sped up sample like um, a just blaze kind of thing going on yeah there. just yeah and um well yeah like the heat heat makers made it flipping like were, they, were the heat makers before just blaze like or was just blaze because i always thought just blaze was the godfather of that kind of sound um i think just blaze was maybe before in the late 90s but like the heat, if you listen to dipset like their sound was synonymous with heat makers mm. um and like i really mean it and even though Just Blaze did Oh Boy. Um, yeah, he's got, I mean, yeah, I mean, Locks take this, Locks take this. My, my, my heart says Dipset, my head says Locks. If it's, if it's an album, if it's, if it's that group rather than solo things, but I'm, I'm going to be interested to see it. I'm definitely going to check it out. And I'm definitely going to go through the playlist, the Spotify playlist. Someone's put together a mean little Spotify playlist of, 40 songs, two two hours, 45 minutes worth of back-to-back joints. You know what I mean? Well, we can go from one clash to another. So one clash is coming up. Lux versus Dipset. One clash is already gone. Rest of 5-9 versus Lupe Fiasco. Did you get a chance to listen to some of their diss tracks? I did, I did, I did. I watched the, uh, the live call that um loaded lux put together and um he had them both on the call and then it, it seemed as though uh, it seemed as lupe fiasco like was losing his mind a bit was getting a bit getting a bit short with everyone and he started switching on royce and royce just told him to hold it down mm. and then obviously he hung up and they put the record out I, I listened to the being a big royce fan i just listened to the royce record and um yeah lupe lupe don't want no smoke with royce five like no one wants smoke with royce five nine man royce five nine is flipping one of the greatest lyricists of all time, man. Come flipping on, out there. Man, I can't believe you did that. You only listened to one side of the argument. No, I don't want to listen to Lupe Fiasco, man. There's, I'm two not sides to every, there's two sides to every story, man. Yeah, I will listen to it, but what did you think then? Because I haven't watched the having watched the, the video of them sort of going at it, it just sounded as if Lupe honestly, was getting his wires mixed up and then he honestly, was going at everyone. I think Lupe Fiasco is one of the illest lyricists of all time. I think Royce is up there too, but Lupe's pen is just, there's something else, man. He's, there's something else going on with his pen, man. His penmanship is second to none. You Anybody think, who you think has got the best pen, Lupe can match them. No. Nah, definitely can match them. So you're saying he's, up, he's, you're saying he's on par with Royce? He might be better than Royce in terms of actually writing ability. God, the stuff that this guy can do. Like, he's more intelligent than Royce for a start. The stuff that he talks about in his music. Like, I have to go and get a dictionary or, or a thesaurus or go and get 
like Wikipedia and look things up and be like, what was he just saying? <laughs> like, like, no, he's that guy. That's what he does. He's a fucking alien. Um, so, you know, did you know they did a podcast together? I didn't know they did a podcast together. I know, I know, Loaded Lux and um, the other battle rapper did a podcast together. I think that's, I think that was, the, that was the podcast. I it wasn't them. But I saw um, an Instagram live that uh, Lupe did where he was saying the podcast is over. Like, you know, they did, oh, okay. they did about 45 episodes. This podcast was Lupe Fiasco and Rest of Five Nine. And it's like the last one out just came out a couple of days ago. And apparently that's it. They're done. And I, lis- I listened to some of the last one that was out. And to be honest with you, I'm glad that podcast is over, man, because that sounded whack. Oh, is it? Uh, There's no was, chemistry. Man, it's just... Yeah, it just sounded off, man. Now, obviously, these guys have both got egos. Both of them think that they're the best. Um, and there was just these kind of, like, clashes of personality. And, yeah, just to me, man. And then everybody's trying to be funny. And it just didn't seem to work, really. Like, I think as personalities, maybe they don't have the most personality. But as lyricists, man, it's, 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 so I think you need to listen to both tracks and really deep what these guys are saying um, on... Uh, Royce's track, he went all the way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> it was a top fucking record, man. I think Royce, this is one of those things where Royce kind of makes better music than uh, Lupe Fiasco does. Like, Royce just really makes very good songs, man. They're really great to listen to. Um, and he's, he's a better rapper, man. He's just a sharper. Like he's he, he he's the best. Ra- he was the best rapper in Slaughterhouse. He he always holds his own with M. He puts out good solo things. He's like, he's just ridiculous. Man. I he's think like, I think you are Royce Stan, and I think that's why that's <laughs> because someone else would say, hold on a minute, how is he the best rapper in Slaughterhouse? Like, there's so many contenders for being the best. Like someone else could say, "Crooked Eye, hands down, nobody's fucking with with King Crooked." Are you dumb? And somebody, somebody else could tell you, Joel uh, Tease, yeah. Joel Tease, you know what I mean? So, or somebody else would tell you, Joe Budden, like say what you want, but Joe Budden's like never got outshone on any track with all of them, man. So, hey, but at the same time, Royce is just as dope as anyone we just mentioned, isn't it? Like he's mm-hmm. Royce, isn't it? Like fucking can hold his own with Eminem. Uh, who can do that? Not many people can really do that. So not many. I'm gonna go back and listen to the Lupe thing. I was I should have. I was doing breakfast this morning as I got caught up in it all. But um, yo, this thing, man, like it's not a serious beef, is it? It's it's more like this me, you know. Uh, like they were doing a podcast together, and these these this tracks seem to have come out right when the podcast has ended. So there was a bit of friction between the two, and then the diss tracks have got fired off, and that's it. No more podcast apparently. Um, according like to me and you, according to like me, alive, me and you doing a battle. <laughs> hey, it was it was it was that kind of vibe, man. Like a little friction, and then done. So you're like, rah, okay. And the thing is, when you listen to the the way that Lupe was going at Bryce, like, oh man, he, there was some like personal digs in there, man. It just seems like this is more. This is personal. This is more than just like a little playful diss track. Like, you know, like when Stormzy went at Wiley, like that for the most part, I thought that was quite light. Like that was two mm. people just going at each other and it was just like, yeah, whatever. But with this one, there seemed to be some, some nasty kind of personal digs in there. And um, honestly, in terms of bars, 
I might give this one to Lupe. I think that's what he does, man. I think he just writes some crazy shit, and that's what he does. With Royce, like, it's it's songwriting. It's like he's got some skillful bars, the wordplay and the crazy flow patterns, da 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 and you're like, woo! Um, but with, with Lupe, it's just crazy shit. You're like, what did he just say? Can you rewind that? catch that reference or says some words you never even heard before you have to try and work out what he just said he's he's just crazy with it so yeah i i i personally think royce was hard he made a better record to just listen to you can just put it on repeat and just listen to it like the beat was sick as well um and the beat that lupe was rhyming on wasn't as good but the way he was rapping man like if that was basically if both of those two wrote a diss track for me and those were the diss tracks I would probably be more offended by what Lupe Fiasco did to me than what Royce 59 did to me mm, I'm going to have to go back and listen I'm going to have to go back and listen and uh, take him in from a subjective point of view <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's because I was listening to I think it's because I was listening to um, Book of Ryan last week and um, yeah I've been a fan since Tony Touch Freestyle and Bad Meets Evil and the singles on games, so yeah. You know what? Funny, it's funny we said this. I've got a few Royster Five Nine records in my collection. I don't know if I've got anything from Lupe. That's what I'm saying. Other than Kick Push, I have to go through it. He's he's ill. He's up there, obviously. Lupe Fiasco's up there, but yeah, I, I, Lupe inspired me, man. I shot a video in a skate park, and I can't say I wasn't inspired by Lupe Fiasco's Kick Push vibes, man. Shout out to Lupe, shout out to Royce, both of them are fucking sick artists, man. Mm-hmm. Right, talking of beefing, talking of fighting, I don't know if you've seen it, but recently in Asda's, did you see the punch-up? The the punch-up in Asda's with the Spider-Man yeah, man. Uh, costume, and apparently this guy is uh, like a YouTuber, like a bit of a bit of a practical joker, and... Uh, they That's were shooting the uh, Spider-Man outfit in, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I wondered what that was about. Um, five suspects arrested in connection with a brawl in Asda store, Clapham Junction, on Thursday. Um, and it was all looking like it just looked like melee, man. It just looked like absolute carnage. Like they were fighting, and it, the security guard backed off his jacket, was going to fight them all on his own. Then they all went into the stock room, and he, they started whacking man with a crutch and then when old man was on the floor saying he got hit and he tried to claim and no one touched him mm-hmm. real south london shit you know still <laughs> sorry my south london as well. like you then, don't even know if that was in south london Leave it was it out. was no yeah it, it was been anyway yeah it was in south london yeah it, it, in clapham yeah clapham junction that's and, the least south london part of south london are you kidding me <laughs> no man it's clapham is it's where they clap them in clapham Get out of here. Clapham <laughs> is the posh part. Clapham, you might as well, that might as well be Notting Hill. No, nah, man, there's greasy parts in Clapham. Clapham is the... is is. I used to work in the borough, innit? Uh, anyway. So in, in that borough, the greasy part is Battersea, and Clapham is upmarket. Like, like, that's proper uptown right there. Man. Well, uh, well, there was a lot going on, because basically the Spider-Man ended up trying to kick the as the worker in her head and then punched her in the face, knocked her out. What a wanker. Like, yeah, fight amongst men. Right, don't fight amongst men, but knocking out a woman stone cold is on some... Well, the way he knocked out as well, like, like she, it looked like one of those ones where you're watching um, a video uh, in an actual professional match 
And then you're like, ooh, because like the guys got knocked out before you hit the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like that would have been one that that hey, I probably would have loved that knockout if it was in a professional bout. But like you say, the fact that it was a man knocking out a woman like in flipping Asda, she looked like she was on job wearing a uniform trying to stop the dispute and he just switched and knocked her out. But if he's a YouTuber doing a prank, why the hell is he going off the rails and getting violent? Like that should something, be the last thing you do. I think something's happened where they've they've obviously tried to shoot some content and it's gone a bit left and then everyone's got involved and started kicking off and um maybe what you didn't do, I don't know. Oh maybe. TikTok prankster. Is he a um, TikTok prankster? No, someone else. I'm reading the wrong thing. No, these guys. But the, oh, what yeah. I did see, what because I only saw a short clip at first, but then um, your guy Cam, shout out to Cam, um, he actually uploaded a longer version on his Insta, and I saw that the, the as the girl that got knocked out was actually getting involved with a little fracas with another female, so she was kind of like dripsing up, dripsing up some female and then the Spider-Man guy got involved and pushed her off, like, get off of her and then tried to kick her and then followed through with, like, a, a right hand that just KO'd her. She was out before she hit the ground. I was like, wow. I mean, you're not supposed to hit a female. Like, I was raised to never do that, but some people didn't have that type of home training, so it's anything mm. goes. Um, apparently, he was... Uh... I don't know if he's doing footage in he's a TikToker. Anyway, whatever he is, he's, a, he's the guy's a flipping donut man. And uh I hope he gets sentenced for a long time and I hope he gets beaten up in jail for hitting a woman. What a prick. Knocked her clean out as well. I didn't even just hit her, like knocked uh, her out. Talk, talking to jail, <laughs> did you end up watching Time on BBC with nah. Sean Bean? Oh mate, like a prison drama. Okay. Um all about like being in prison and dealing with the politics in prison and uh, if you like it's three episodes hard-hitting drama it's got uh, Stephen Graham as well who's a phenomenal actor Sean Bean produced it he's a he's a teacher he gets sentenced to prison sentenced to prison gets sentenced and he, and he spends time in prison and yeah man they don't take kindly to uh snitches and pedos and women beaters and stuff so i definitely recommend that if you want to watch something it's pretty full on but it's worth watching mm. last thing i watched was loki on disney um I, I gotta say man i thought that was probably the best the best um marvel series that i've seen so far is like, it a series or is it a film a series yeah so okay. disney are doing filmic very filmic very movie like uh tv shows I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen the um the wonder vision or heard yeah, about the it yeah Falcon heard about it. and the winter soldier yeah like yeah, yo yeah. there's these new shows they're putting together are looking absolutely amazing it's looking just like what you see in the big budget marvel movies you know but it's like an extended you get like a one hour episode or 45 minutes however long it is and you know a series of, of episodes with these kind of like a-list celebrities if you like big actors and big sets big production value this is all like you know setting this kind of magic and mischief kind of world that you get with loki it's, it's, it's really good tv man i really enjoyed it so yeah i'd recommend that man if, if you're into a bit of marvel and that go and go, go watch some loki yeah man yeah man lots of tv um right 
How are we doing for time? Falcon and the Winter Soldier was sick. Though. I don't think we spoke about that on the last episode. That's another one to watch as well. Is it? Is that with Captain America? Yeah. So it kind of picks off, picks up from where Captain America left off, kind of like retiring from the game, um, and sort of like tinting off with his missus, as well. Tinting off as an old man, as you saw in Endgame, where he kind of went back in time and settled down with his missus, and then he came back as an old man, and then passed the torch to the Falcon. And so the TV show kind of picks up from, okay, here's Falcon after Captain America gave him the shield and passed the torch. And it's really it's really interesting. I suppose if you read all of the comics, then you would have a good understanding of how that story is supposed to play out. And maybe this doesn't quite go according to the script as what happens a lot of the time with when these TV shows and movies get made from comics. But it's probably still a good story, man. Maybe the purists will be a bit, you know, nah, this ain't right and that ain't right, this ain't right and that ain't right. But, you know, I didn't read that specific comic where um, the Falcon became Captain America. So for me, it's kind of dope watching it, man. It's sick. Yeah, there's loads. Uh, I want to get, I want to get my daughter into that eventually. Like the whole thing, it'll be interesting to watch um, the Marvel and the, at the minute, we're just watching BBC, CBBC. What, what, what if she don't care about Marvel? What if she just kind of like wants to build rocket ships and fly into space like Jeff Bezos? I'm loving the connection. That's another baton passed down. I'm loving that shit, man. You know what? If she wanted to do that, I would be like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try and get to Let's try and aim to the moon. Um, Jeff Bezos, on the other hand, and um, what's the head of Virgin? Rick Branson, bitch. As they ride their their, their cock shaped uh, rocket, <laughs> the bellen shaped rocket. And they're what a bunch of bellens, man! Like there's all this poverty going on. There's f- fucking all these issues with COVID, and these men want to spend millions in. You know, I just think it could have been done in poor taste. Anyway, bad timing, maybe. Definitely, they've obviously, definitely. They've obviously been working on these projects for a very long time. He's ready to he's ready to leave Earth, Rob. He's ready to like fucking when everything collapses and everyone goes mad. He's in his he's in his spaceship and he's like, yep, screw yeah, you guys. Well, both both of them are, are are visionaries, bigger picture seers, and uh, you know, I think there is going to be a new era of space tourism coming soon, and those two are going to be right at the forefront of it. Um, that was the point of these flights, kind of testing out you know, these new ways to kind of have basically a, a commercialized way to fly into space. So, you know, we can have a flight to go to another part in the world and that's been commercialized. And you can imagine the first aeroplane flights were probably really expensive. It's probably like a real luxury that only the super rich could afford. Like, oh, I'm going to get on an aeroplane and I'm going to fly to the other side of the world, you know? It was probably really expensive at first, but then over time, the production cost goes down, the exclusivity wears off, and then it kind of just, you know, now everybody's got a plane and everybody's getting flights, and you know, and it's just not a big deal anymore. So I think that's what's going to happen with these space flights, the space tourism that uh, Richard Branson are doing and what Jeff Bezos is doing as well. But it's cool that there's competitors because it could have just been one of them. Um, it was just looking like for a minute, it was just Elon Musk looking to go into space and go to Mars and, and all of this stuff. 
but now it's looking like all right richard branson's doing something and so is uh with virgin and amazon's jumping on it now so it's yeah. not just going to be spacex uh so it, and that competition is very healthy because that is going to help to drive the price down as well if it was just one person doing it you know maybe why would they ever need to drop their price they could keep keep it at a ridiculous price forever but because there's going to be a few people competing when some one person drops their prices the other two are going to have to go along with it and then maybe one of them will find out oh the other two are way ahead of me I can't, how can i compete with them maybe they're going to have to drop their prices further and do like a little discount or something and eventually you and me are going to be able to fly into space one day mm, yeah you can miss me with all of that i don't even like flying at the best of times so i ain't flying into space but um, all right if 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 they if they did have a space hotel where you can fly into space, the space shuttle docks in the hotel, and then you can say like spend the weekend in space. Would you do something like that? Mm. Not yet. No, I don't think I would. I'd, I'd want to explore more of Earth first. That's next level tourism. That's what that is. The next level. Because yeah. one's so, a, one one's a rocket, and the other one was more like an airplane. Attack was like a rocket attached to an airplane, weren't it, or something? Sort of came off it and. Yeah, I think that was the Virgin one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the future. We're talking the next 20 years or so, you know. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I hope that in our lifetime we could, could, we could fly to space and explore. Because this is the thing, like, for people who are living that more advanced lifestyle than us, they've already done everything. Like, mm. They've already gone scuba diving and gone down into deep seas. They've already gone to Africa, Australia, America, Europe. They've done everything on, on this planet already. So what's next? Yeah, space. No, I can see the appeal, definitely. I can see the appeal when maybe in in the future, well, definitely in the future, they're going to have it so people can go on Mars and, and have their little getaway, but they've got to make it all, because there's nothing up there. They've got to build everything. So the amount of time and support it's going to take there and the, and the time it takes to get there, I don't really see the incentive just yet. Like, I can see the potential, um, but it will be for the elite. It's not going to be for the common man. I don't think it takes that long. And, yeah, like I say, I think it's definitely going to be an experience for the elite for now. But as time goes on, man, the, the rate of technological advancement is ridiculous. Oh, if, I showed, if I showed you a, a graph or a graphic that shows you the rate of technological innovation, you would be astounded. Like... The innovation is just coming thick and fast, so quick. In the next five years, them technologies are going to be ridiculously, like, everything is getting more powerful, smaller, more scalable, more affordable. It's just, just things are moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. It won't be long until it's not just for the elite. Because how many elite people are there anyway? Eventually, it will get old to them. You know, yeah. after a few years, it would be like, all right, we've already done this space thing now. It's old. And then that's when it's going to become something for, that the common man can jump on. Start planning your holiday. Start getting your COVID jab so you can go to the moon. Your COVID <laughs> passport. <laughs> oh, my God. No COVID on the moon. That will probably be one of the requirements for going to Mars, isn't it? No COVID. You're going to need all kinds of vaccinations. Oh, mate. It's getting, it's getting on top. COVID jabs to go clubbing. Covid passports to go out. Uh, you got your jabs yet? I got one, yeah, I got one, um, and I got the second one 
on your level. Um, just getting the ball rolling with that, really. We've managed to avoid any sort of isolating or issues. So obviously having a pregnant woman and then obviously the baby and stuff. Um, even though I've been in the front line, like working and then underground in schools and stuff. So we've been lucky, man. Uh, but yeah, I've got to get the second one soon. Um, so yeah, some people are reluctant. Have you got, are you getting it? Uh, are you not getting it? What's your thoughts? I haven't had a jab and I ain't looking to get knocked out. So uh, you can keep your jabs and your shots. <laughs> I'm good. What do you um, mean knocked out? It don't knock you out. Jab. Oh, jabs, yeah, to the jab, to the jaw. Yeah, I ain't really trying to get, um, I ain't trying to end up like Takam, man. Oh, um, did you see, uh, did you see um, Joyce come to the ring with that mask looking like Juggernaut? Oh, mate, that was, yeah, that was a Belen mask, that's what that was. <laughs> Jeff yeah, Bowes, a Belen. I know. But yeah, the fight was solid. Oh, oh yeah, on, on, on the vaccinations and stuff, like, I don't think I've heard anything since like MMR back in the day so yeah I'm just not a, a jabby type of person really if I was someone where I was getting the flu shot every year then it would make sense for me to get to be like fighting people to try and be the first one to get the coronavirus shot too because that's mm. my thing I'm a jabby kind of person isn't it? but I'm not I'm like a green tea drinking pepper soup eating you know, I'm that type of person, isn't it? Uh, I hear you, I hear I'd rather do a, a honey and lemon type of remedy and stuff like that when I get ill than take medicine if possible. Um, and at the moment, I haven't been ill in a, in a while, so I'm just not in a rush. If they make it mandatory and they say you have to take it, like if they say you have to take it before you can go on holiday, then I have to take it, innit? Yeah. No, I hear you. I was the same. I mean, I don't get the flu jab. We never get the flu jab. Um and we're healthy. We've got high immune, you know, great immune uh, immune systems, both of us, where we work, obviously. Um, but I think with everything that's been going on, just to help prevent the the prevention's better than cure, as they say, and the the prevention of of catching it, the severe cases of it. I think that's mm. that's the bit, that's the big lure. Like if I was to get it, I was just reading in the news just now, like earlier before we record, there was like this American guy who was who was making fun of COVID and making fun of the jab and not say, saying, oh, I'm not getting it and I don't need it. And now he, he caught it and he's dead and he's 34. So, you know. It's deep, man. It oh, is deep. Know. So never anyone, know, man. anyone can get it. I'd like to think I'm healthy enough just to ride it, but what with a, what with a, uh, a baby and a breastfeed, you know, as Andrew's sort of breastfeeding and, and whatnot. And I've got parents, you know, my mum's old and, um, older, so she won't like me. Not that she listens, but um, she won't let me saying that. But yeah, just got, <laughs> just got to be careful, man. So, but like anything, in it, like you got to respect people's wishes to not get it. You got to respect people's wishes to get it. You got to respect people's beliefs and just support one another and just keep, you know, wearing your mask like you said, washing your hands and just doing all the things you should have been doing anyway to prevent common cold and flu and other viruses. You you know, when you're on the underground and you're touching the poles. Just know you have to wash your hands immediately. When when you go to the toilet, wash your hands immediately. When you're shaking hands, you know, with people. I mean, people ain't really shaking hands no more. It's always a spud. But wash your hands, man. Just keep washing your hands. Keep hygiene at the forefront of everything you do. Mm. Cleanliness. What's the saying? Um, Cleanliness is next to godliness. godliness. You know what I find interesting? The different approach that people have taken in different countries. 
And um, see, I'm not, I'm so kind of like I'm switched off with this coronavirus stuff now, man. Um, but uh, I wish I was a little bit more tuned into it. But I'm just not that interested, unfortunately. But I, there are some countries. I think New Zealand was one of them where they went. They opted for herd immunity. I think there's one in Europe, maybe Sweden, Finland, somewhere like that. Oh yeah, that failed miserably though. The Sweden one was. Like they didn't have any rules whatsoever, and they said people just get on and just don't worry, and then it, it fucking hit them in the ass. Really? Yeah, man. The fucking rate of infection and like it was peak. I've just googled coronavirus herd immunity. I've got Mayo Clinic, Nature dot com. What is it? All this stuff. New York Times. Um, yeah, there might be some interesting things to read up on here. Uh, I, I like the concept of it though, but it's kind of cold, isn't it? It's kind of like we know people are going to die from the coronavirus, so we're not going to hand out any shots. Some of you are just going to die, and the rest of us, we're just going to build up a resistance. Like our immune system is going to get strong, and all of us, the, the whole herd, all of us are going to build up a strong immune system to the point where coronavirus isn't an issue anymore. All of us that survive, that is, because loads of us are going to fucking die because we're not not doing vaccines. (laughs) But it's like natural, it's like natural, um, not natural selection, but sort of nature taking its course, isn't it? Like the weak die out and the stronger survive. And that's just nature. That's just the way it's always happened. But, you know, it's sad that it's it's happening to the rate that, 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 uh, the the amount and the speed in which is happening with this COVID thing. Because you think article, of the flu. Sorry, go on, yeah. I was just going to say, there's an article from Forbes with the title, COVID-19 herd immunity looks like a mirage, but is worth pursuing. So that, that might be something interesting to read there. Mm-hmm. Whatever the doctors and scientists are saying, that's what I'm listening to. <laughs> All this politician bullshit and magazines... They got, they got, they got, issues, you know, they got votes to get, they got copies to sell. So, listen, yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. There's some people that can't be vaccinated as well, isn't it? Like, you know, there's people who are exempt, like they, yeah. they can't wear a face mask because of uh, maybe respiratory problems that they have. Uh, you know, this it would be interesting to talk to Chima about this stuff, isn't it? Because you're talking about talk to scientists. He's a doctor. Doctors are, you know, some type of medical scientist, really, aren't they? Um, there's something here from the CDC, the Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention. Yeah, there's a lot to read about this stuff, man. Um, like I say, I'm just trying to look after myself, like you say, do the uh, the simple things that I can do. Um, and I'm not really worried about a vaccine personally. I do not plan to stay in the UK for the rest of my life. I do want to travel and see the world. Mm. So if there's a country that says you can't come here unless you have evidence of taking a shot in your vaccine passport, then I'm going to have to get the bloody vaccine, aren't I? So, um, so I'm just kind of playing it like that. Man, I'll get it when I have to get it. If I don't have to get it, then I don't have to get it. And you mm-hmm. know what? I might one day think I'm never going to leave the UK, so I'm never going to need to get it. Well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. But yeah, just I think, like you said, just be safe, just sort of do do what you got to do to be to be safe and think about your loved ones and think about the the bigger picture um but yeah man that's quite a good that's a good note to end it on is there anything you want to cover i think we've covered everything um i want to say big up to dawn butler 
the MP, the Labour MP that was calling Boris Johnson a liar and said he lied over and over again in the House of Commons the other day. And uh, she was told, she was asked to leave the Commons after refusing to retract remarks in which she called our Prime Minister a liar, which is interesting. I don't know if you've seen that. So she, she was saying he's lied again and again and he's, you know, deceived the public and she was asked to take the statement back and she refused and she kept saying you know it wasn't done like she didn't she in fact she was very calm she gave herself she could put herself across brilliantly and it made the news obviously because they've asked her to leave the commons but um Dawn Bartlett is a stand-up girl like she's a stand-up girl I've seen little clips of her doing her thing before but this one was a little bit different in I think in the fact in the in the fact that she knew that she could potentially get kicked out of the House of Commons for saying what she say. Mm. Um, it's I think it's kind of like written in the Constitution that you can't go into the House of Commons and call the Prime Minister a lie. Can't do it. And she did it, so they kicked her out. Um, so, you know, on one side, if if you want to critique her, you can say, well, she knew what was going to happen before she did it. Um, but on the other side, is it right? Like, if she's telling the truth, she's not telling no lies. Um, and if you go on her Instagram, you'll see another video she did where she said, you know, some people were trying to cover up some kind of a scandal, um, like they were trying to uh, influence a judge to cover up some kind of sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah, conservative, on. conservative. And, um, and you know, and, and and they weren't being kicked out of the House of Commons. So why is she being kicked out of the House of the Commons for telling the truth? She's telling the truth, man. I, I rate her anyway. I wish that um, I lived in Brent so she could be my local MP. Yeah, no, big up as well. Sort of takes. Fuck it. Take. I'm going to move. I'm coming, Dawn. I'm going to be your constituent. You might need your COVID passport for that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. You ain't got no vaccinations. You ain't welcome in Brent. You stay away. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, okay. Right. I think we've covered everything. Um, from rap game season three to Dave's album to um, Dawn Butler to COVID passports to me and Cal. Spider Man guy knocking chicks oh, out. Oh, what a prick, man. Some world star. That was some ignorant shit, man. That was, it was funny when the old boy was on the floor trying to make a claim, but they were like, someone was like, nah, no one's touched you, mate. Get up. No one. <laughs> <laughs> he had to try it. Of course, cool, I would have tried it. I would have been like on the floor. My neck, my bro- I think I've got whiplash. Somebody pushed me over. <laughs> my neck, my back, my neck and my back. <laughs> but yeah, another episode of Beer Rap and Banner. What episode is this? I don't, I don't even know what. This is like the. We're in the 80s and 90s now, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just make it up. Just make it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's episode <laughs> 90, whatever it is. Do the Boris Johnson thing. Yes, yes, yes. It's episode 95. That's what episode it is. And everything's fine. And we'll see you next week. Episode 94. Episode 94 to your jaw. Giving them more. Encore. No, it's not episode 94. It's episode 95, like I said. And everything will be fine. Keep calm. Carry on. <laughs> Liar, a liar, <laughs> liar, liar, pencil. Remove fire. this guy from the podcast. He's lying. <laughs> you can't call me a liar. Get him out of me. You liar. <laughs> Fuck you, Boris Johnson. Right. 
episode 94 beer up and banner at beer up bants hit us up on social media myself ben english myself cal serious make sure you subscribe tell a friend wash your hands wear a face mask eat your vegetables drink your water say your prayers kiss 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 your girl on her forehead tell her you love her kiss 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 your man on the forehead tell him you love him um well yeah we've got some female listeners or male listeners okay uh, big up everyone who's just listening. We appreciate you because we do this for you. Have a good week. I'm out. Peace.